Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hi everyone, Rochelle here and Dr. Dana Phillips-Saint welcoming everyone back to another episode of Mind Care. Today's topic is how to address anxiety at home, starting a new series called Trauma at Home. Now, this podcast aims to provide hope and answers and take away the stigmas of childhood traumas. Dr. Dana Philosaint is a professional counselor whose focus is on childhood trauma. Hi, Dr. Dana Philosaint. Hi. Welcome back again. Now, I know this is something that we're all dealing with, trauma at home. So... Um, how to address anxiety at home. So the first question is, what is anxiety? Well, anxiety is really how some people's body react and body and mind react to stress. It's a feeling and a fear or anticipation about what's to come. It's a feeling that's, you know, it's experienced differently from, from various people. Uh, but the feeling can range from, you know, feeling butterflies in your stomach to racing heartbeat. Uh, you might even feel like you're totally lost control, um, like there's a disconnect between your body and your mind. Anxiety can simply be described in two words, you know. What if, which is then followed by the worst situation, a scenario your brain can come up with. So what mm-hmm. if, and they put it together with that, worst-case scenario, and they're living like that. So that's the best and simplest way to describe anxiety. Okay. So I guess some of our listeners might be thinking, why is anxiety such a serious problem? Like, why are we even talking about this? Mm. Uh, I mean, it's robbing a lot of people. If, if, if people don't know what anxiety feels like, um, it's not a good feeling at all, but it's robbing a lot of people of their time, their energy, productivity, um, it's very interfering to life's progress and things that you want to do in life. There's some people that's experiencing heart issues or even heart, you know, um, concerns as a result, having a hard time breathing. They can even feel like they, something's about to kill them when they're feeling like they're dying. But it interrupts their sleep, concentration. Um, it's, very a, it's, a, it's a very paralyzing feeling that people uh, are having when it comes to the disorder of anxiety. So. It's not a good feeling at all, and it's a serious problem for a lot of people. Now, we all know because of the pandemic that mental health issues have just gone, you know, rising through the roof. But what was the rate of anxiety before the, the pandemic, and was it really a major concern even before this all started? That's a good question. Well, you know, a lot of times people think that depression is the leading cause of, you know, of, of disability around the world, but actually it's, the number one is anxiety. Um, it's oh, estimated wow. that uh-huh, it's estimated that 275 million people are suffering from anxiety around the world, um, and this is just individuals who are diagnosed with anxiety. There are tons of individuals who aren't diagnosed, and there's uh, they're still living with it. But uh, calculated about four percent of the global population, and America alone, it's 19 percent of adults. Are dealing with that. Wow. At any given time, it says that there are people, uh, as many as 31% of Americans at some point in their life have, have experienced anxiety. 
So it's it's problematic. Again, you know, it's interfering with a lot of people's productivity, uh, their lives, their families, um, because of the feeling that kind of they feel trapped and paralyzes them to do to doing the things that they should be doing. One in five people. That's that's absolutely high. So now with so many people stuck at home, how concerning is anxiety now? Mm, good question. So you know. With the p- pandemic that's going around, um, a lot of people are very concerned, uh, naturally. But the doctors are reporting, you know, uh, the um, despair and worry and depression and anxieties amongst the leading uh, diagnoses that doctors are, are saying that they're seeing in their patients. Um, but with anxiety as well, there's a lot of people that have problems sleeping, and um, but even the World Health Organization, they actually reported uh, while the pandemic started a while back now uh, that they were concerned that you know the psychological health of people would would go really bad. And so they even told all the healthcare providers to be on alert, not only just for the medical aspect of individuals that they're seeing, but psychological around the world. So that's one of the things that the World Health Organization. Um, had even stated before because they knew that this would be the result of the pandemic. So it is very uh, alarming now, too, just as they predicted. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about um, the prevalence of anxiety now and during the pandemic. So what is the prevalence of anxiety in America and other countries around the world, specifically during the pandemic? Okay, well, we don't have the all of the data and the research right now, but there was a few studies that were done in China and in, um, in Italy. They're definitely seeing that there's an increase of individuals that are struggling with anxiety, not surprising. Um, and of course, depression is still there and sleeping disorder is also still there, but anxiety is definitely leading the way. And uh, when it comes to here in America, the most recent study that was done um, was early on in like April um, where there's a group of researchers who gathered, they didn't gather people together, but they got data and resources from 5,250 adults, and they saw that based on that population right there and, and here in America, 37% reported um, moderate to severe symptoms of anxiety. So one of the things that's also um, concerning is that they found that the highest level of anxiety was actually reported amongst younger people. So even though, you know, this was an adult study, um, but the younger age group, like 18 um, and even lower, were reported to have a higher level of anxiety as well. Oh, wow. Okay, so how does um, anxiety compare to the other um, health concern. I know you, talk, you talked about depression, especially during this pandemic, but you talked about depression and some other things. How does it compare? Is it still ranked number one? Where does it stack? Absolutely. No different. Anxiety is still up there along with depression, but it's, anxiety is definitely number one. Um, but other mm-hmm. things are also coming up on surface, too. They're finding that more people are smoking and relying on things to, you know, that they believe would help their anxiety level. Um, but it's, it's also known that anxiety is suppressing individuals' immune system as well. So 
the, the bad part is, you know, with COVID, this is not the time to get your immune system down. And so the, the mm-hmm. concern is, you know, is if we allow uh, individuals to kind of live in that life, um, you know, it's not helping the situation um, with them getting sick physically as well. The physical um, part of anxiety, you know, lends itself to making the, the immune system depressed, suppressed, and so, you know, a lot of other health concerns may, may come as a result of that. Hmm. Okay, so let's switch a little bit and let's talk about some stressors. I know everyone's like, we know some of the stressors, but from a from your perspective, what are some of the stressors that are causing the rise of anxiety right now? Well, I mean, the obvious ones, but there were actually mm-hmm. surveys that were done to show what those stresses are when they okay. surveyed individuals to find out, you know, what's going on in their mind. But without doubt, uh, you know, one of the number one stressors was, was income. Uh, people mm-hmm. were concerned about their uh, income, loss of income. They're worried about um, you know, getting COVID or spreading the COVID to their loved ones or individuals that are dying around them. Um, another one was employment in general. That kind of go with the income, of course. But the younger ones were worried about their schooling um, and, and, and the jobs, long-term impacts of impact of, of COVID, rather. So the long-term impact of COVID that COVID would mm-hmm. have on their future employment. Um, and, of course, the obvious ones, too, uh, individuals are feeling very lonely because of the absence of interpersonal relationships. So all of those things are seemingly, um, you know, causing a lot of stress for people. But when you boil it down to it, what, what really is coming out is three main things. It's the fear of losing control, the intolerance of the uncertainty of, of life, and also the lack of trust. Um, we're not sure what to trust. The, the media is saying one thing, you know, the doctors might be saying something else, and so there's a lot of conflicting information. So those three things are kind of impacting individuals and, and causing that rise of anxiety as well. So loss of control, uh, feeling, you know, they, they have no control over the situation, the um, intolerance of uncertainty, and, of course, the lack of trust. Well, that makes absolute sense. I mean, considering what we're going through, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. So I know this podcast is about providing hope. So to our listeners right now, Dr. Dana, what can people do to address um, their anxiety when they're feeling it at home right now? Mm -hmm. Good question. So as we mentioned, anxiety is built on, you know, those feelings again, the, the feeling of losing control, the feelings of uncertainty of what would happen and the lack of control. Uh, a trust that people have as well. So one of the, the main idea is we know that people have different stresses for different reasons. Right now, the pandemic, mm-hmm. staying at home, you know, broken relationships or broken situations, broken trust. Um, but even before the, the pandemic, these, the core root was still the same. People that struggled with anxiety were we're feeling that loss of control, that uncertainty of what would happen in the trust. And so one of the key components, and, and this is the whole part of it, is how do we help people get rid of anxiety um, by learning to surrender control, by learning in, to what, right? How to learn about, you know, what the future holds and also to learn about um, 
developing trust and to who or with who, right? Um, when, when a person, when we're teaching people about, uh, you know, ways to overcome anxiety, one of the things that I found, it's a very humbling experience. Um, you, know, you know, there's a Bible text that says, uh, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And then the, the following text says this, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So that's found in 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. But the first part of that text is actually saying humble yourself. So it's about uh, humility. It's, it's about being humble. Um, and so to help people with that, you know, there's some questions they can ask themselves. You know, what are you trusting in? What is your source of trust? That's number one. Uh, another one would be, you know, under what circumstances do you trust that? Are you trusting in God? Are you trusting in, in, in your fellow, uh, you know, coworkers, your, your boss, your, your husband, your wife, your, your income, you know? Under what circumstances do you trust those things? Another question that you can ask, and how much of that trust that you put in the, those sorts of individuals or in God or whatever can actually help you with future events to come that which you know and that which you don't know? And how much do you, um, you know, with, at to what level do you have that trust as well and why? So when you start asking yourself these questions, analyzing your thoughts, are they rational? Are they true? Are they sustainable? Um, those kinds of things can help individuals more, you know, more of their anxiety go away or, you know, probably put it more in light of truth versus their feelings of anxiety, of, not, of, the, of the unknown. So my last thought would be this, to keep in mind the following. You know, no one knows uh, or, or is promised tomorrow. No one knows what tomorrow holds, but, you know, we're not promised tomorrow either. So one of the things I would say is we must learn to, to live for today. Learn how to live your best life today. Learn how to be grateful for what you have today. Uh, learn to appreciate the people that you have in your life, again, today. Learn to reach out to those that mean the most to you, those that care about you, those that you love today, and find ways to make things right with those that you need to make things right with today. And another aspect I would say is to learn more about what the Bible says about the future, again, today. So, you know, focusing on today and what's at hand is probably one of the best thing that people that suffer with anxiety can do and learning to build and develop their trust in something that's more stable, um, like the Bible and God, you know, versus, you know, their resources, because that can go at any time. So, again, knowing to relinquish some of those control uh, and, and surrender in their will um, to something greater than themselves is definitely one of the key things that someone can do for themselves. You know, Dr. Dana Silverstein, as you were talking about living your best life today, living in the moment today, I could actually feel that hope, and I, and I hope our listeners were feeling that too, that, you know, don't worry about what happens later on, but living your best life today, powerful points, powerful points, and as usual, very, very, very helpful information, Dr. Dana Silverstein. And for our listeners, don't forget to visit mindcare.us for resources, if you have to listen to it again, this podcast, if you need to make sure you got all those points where Dr. Dr. Dana Solisain was talking about. And don't forget, live your best life today. That's right. Don't forget to like it. 
Good. Yeah, subscribe to you know our YouTube pages and uh, Facebook page, and so you can stay informed as we continue to share some more information with you. Absolutely, and don't forget to come back as we continue to talk about the Trauma at Home series. Talk with you guys. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.